facing it when they are tempted in areas that they're very, very weak. Um, they don't understand what the true motivation is behind the temptation or what the true uh, nature of the temptation is. We just see, as I said last week, what's right before us, okay? And we think it's all about just that little thing right there. And we think it's about our own self-control. And if we just have enough self-control that we can face the temptation, it's all going to be okay, all right? Well, I think it goes a little bit deeper than that, okay? All right. And today, the title of the message is, Man Does Not Live by Bread Alone, okay? Matthew 4, these are the temptations of Christ in the wilderness, okay? Jesus has just been taken by the Lord out into the wilderness, and right after he had been baptized, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where Satan met him to tempt him. And it's kind of interesting, the specific temptations that Jesus were things that you and I probably are never going to be tempted with, all right? I doubt if Satan is ever going to show us some stones and ask us to turn them into bread. And I'm just being realistic here. Probably not going to happen. I doubt if Satan is going to take us up to the precipice or the pinnacle of the temple and ask us to throw ourselves off and let God catch us, okay? I just don't see that happening, okay? Now, the next one, I think maybe half of the temptation might come. I think Satan might ask you to worship him, okay? But there's a second half of that. If you worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. Well, no, that's a lie, okay? We'll identify that pretty well. So that's not necessarily a real temptation. I don't think anybody's going to believe that last one, okay? But none of these temptations specifically are going to be our temptations. The value in these is that Jesus was tempted to not trust God in each of these three. That's the surrounding portion of it. Jesus had already been promised care in all of these. But he was being tempted to do them in a way that was displeasing to God. Psalm 37 and 25 have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his be seed begging bread? Hebrews 13 and 5, I will never leave thee, nor will I forsake thee. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 19, but my God shall supply your needs according to his riches in glory. He was tempted to fulfill these temptations instead of trusting the Father to do what he already said he would do. All right, now let's jump in. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was in afterward hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. Okay? Truthfully, that's hardly even a temptation. Okay? If that was a story outside of itself and was not, Satan wasn't present, was not tempting Jesus, it would have been, you're hungry, yes, you're the son of God, yes, you have miraculous power, well, I'm going to turn these stones into bread and I'm going to eat. And we'd have moved on and we thought, wow, what a wonderful, marvelous miracle, but it was different. Jesus, had Jesus turned his stones into bread, we probably wouldn't have thought much about it, but Jesus sees what's really going on here, Okay. 
Jesus sees what's going on. The issue is not I'm hungry and can I meet my need? Do I have the power to turn the stones into bread? Not the issue at all. It's much bigger than that. He recognizes this not an issue of my self-control. This is not an issue of my hunger. This is not an issue of will I starve. The issue is will I continue to trust the Heavenly Father? The reason that we know that Jesus brings reaches back to a portion of the Old Testament and the nation of Israel and brings forward right in this into the conversation with the devil. When God brought the nation of Israel out of bondage, they had been a slave nation for over 400 years. They had no Bible. They had no prophets. They really had no religion at that time. They had some old stories about a guy named Abraham. Where did that go at that time? All right. God delivered them through, uh, from Egypt through Moses. And God takes them out and drowns Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. He miraculously delivers about 2 million Israelites. And they begin a journey through the wilderness to the promised land. Jesus in the wilderness being tempted. The Israelites are in the wilderness and they are trying to find the promised land. This land will be their nation. And on the way, God feeds them. Okay? And this is how it worked. Every morning they woke up and they went outside of their tent and there was bread laying on the ground, or as we call it in Scripture, manna. They picked up the manna and they picked up enough for each day. And if they took more than enough for each day, it would rot and it would be filled with worms. But they would go out and pick it up and they would eat it. Okay? The next day, bread on the ground, pick it up, eat it. Every single day, God would give them their daily bread. And on the Sabbath, they weren't to work, so the day before the Sabbath, they would pick up twice as much so they would have enough for their families on the Sabbath, okay? And they did this for years. They got up every day expecting the food would be there. They were being taught two very important things, that God was meeting their physical need and God could be trusted to meet their needs. They're being fed physically and God could be trusted to meet their needs. God was concerned about their needs. And every time they picked up the bread, they were being reminded, God cares about what I need. God can be trusted. And after a period of about 40 years, they arrive near the promised land. And they're finally going to have their own houses. They're going to have wells that they didn't dig. They're going to have armies they're going to have their own cities. They're going to have everything that probably they dreamed of. And Moses decides, I need to gather all the people around and tell them that there are some things that I need to talk to them about. Okay? We need to have a review of what's happened to you. Now that we have learned to be dependent upon God and for our daily bread, we need to remember this because the day is going to come when we are going to be tempted to forget. We're going to be tempted to believe that we cannot trust God to meet our physical needs. And I'm going to read these next few verses from the book of Deuteronomy. And they deal with these things Moses is reviewing. Remember, God has been feeding them for 40 years when Moses does this review. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness, 
to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did the fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone. All these years, reaching back into the Old Testament, pulling this forward in his confrontation with Satan in the wilderness. Man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Moses is telling the children of Israel, you cannot forget that God led you out here and he fed you every day, but we don't live by bread only. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. When God was feeding you every day for 40 years, he was trying to teach you a lesson. He was trying to teach you that simply having enough to eat is not enough. Simply having your need met is not enough. Simply having no hunger is not enough. There is something more important than that. And that is God's word, God's laws, God's principles, God's precepts, and knowing God's will for your life. It's important to have food and not be hungry, of course. But it's more important to remain under the canopy of God's word. And for 40 years, God has been connecting the dots for you. He's been meeting your needs every day. And you have seen that he is faithful to you. Every time you ate, you would be reminded that God can be trusted. God is faithful. God can be trusted and God is faithful. God put these two things together, his meeting the physical needs to his faithfulness. And why? So you would never forget that man does not live by bread alone. Having what you need physically is not enough. You must live under the canopy of God's word. And Moses is saying, please, don't ever get these things separated. He meets my needs, but he is faithful. He is faithful. And here's what would happen if they did. Deuteronomy 8, and I'm going to skip forward a few verses. It says, Beware, in verse 11, that thou, not, that thou forget not the Lord thy God, in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Let when thou hast eaten and art full, hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Moses is saying, I'm concerned when you, when you have more than you need that you're going to forget where it came from. I'm concerned that when you have more than you need, that you're going to forget to stay under God's word. I'm concerned that when you have more than you need, that when you do lack for something, I'm concerned that you're going to think it's up to you. Deuteronomy 8, verse 17. And thou say in thy heart, my power and the might of mine hand have gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he 
that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. And this is reiterated time after time after time in the New Testament. God is saying, I am the source for all of your needs. God says, you're hungry? Who gave you the ability to be hungry? I did. Why are you even here? Because of me. I'm alone. How do you know you're alone? I gave you companionship or you wouldn't even know that you're alone. I need intimacy. Who created the potential for intimacy? Who gave you a brain? Who gave you the ability to process every thought that comes into your mind? Well, you did, God. Exactly. And we can't forget that. Can't forget that God is aware and he cares. More important than having enough to eat is remembering who gives you enough to eat. Keep remembering to put these two things together. I eat, you meet my physical needs because you are faithful, God. And every time that we're tempted, your confidence in God is at stake. It's not just about your self-control. Remember in the middle of the temptation to say, whoa, wait just a minute. Temptation, you are not going to steal my confidence in God. You're not going to steal my family. You're not going to steal my future. And you are not going to steal my faith. You know, when we quit trusting in God, we quit obeying. And when we quit obeying God, we can't quit believing. One of the keys to overcoming temptation is we have to put it in its proper context. Your confidence in God is at stake, okay? When you're tempted, your confidence in God is at stake. It's not just about that that's right there in front of you. It's not about this little thing that you're being tempted with. It's not about just your daily bread. It's your entire confidence in God is at stake. I'm going to take this in my own hands. I'm going to work it out my own way. When I have a sinful temptation that comes to me, God, I know you're not going to provide for me, so I'm going to take care of this myself. Here's Jesus. He hasn't eaten in 40 days. Satan says, meet your need. It's a legitimate need to be hungry. Nothing sinful about being hungry. You have the power to do this thing. Just do it. And Jesus could have rationalized it like we do. Okay? If God loved me, he wouldn't have sent me up here. If God loved me, he would have given me something to eat. If God loved me, he wouldn't even put me in front of you, Satan. He wouldn't have even let me come out here. Why would God? Why would God? Why would God do this? Why would God do that? Isn't that what we ask? And Jesus could have gone down that road. But the issue for Jesus wasn't food. 
The issue was would he remain under the authority of the Heavenly Father? Would he continue to trust God? He would continue to believe God even if he had to starve to death doing it because it wasn't about food. Matthew 4. Now, listen to this. He's tempted, okay? Turn these stones to bread. I'm sure that the back of his stomach was touching his ribs and he was hurting. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I can see Jesus saying to temptation, Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, I don't know where God is right now. But God has already spoken to this issue. Temptation, you want me to believe that the issue is just this little thing right here in front of me. Can I do a miracle? Sure I can. Can I take care of my hunger? Sure I can. But the issue is, can I trust my Father? And the issue is, yes, it is written already. God has spoken. will not abandon the will of my father to meet a physical need. Not going to do it. Then he pulls forward from Deuteronomy. Okay? Brings it all the way back from hundreds of years ago. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God already dealt with this. When men and women trust him, he meets their needs. Temptation? You're not going to steal my future. You're not going to steal my family. You're not going to steal my faith. And you are not going to steal my confidence in God, temptation. I'll just wait. I'm going to pause in front of my temptation and remind myself about my future, my family, and my faith, and my confidence in God. And I will not be swayed by that thing that's moving my passion. I believe God cares and is able to meet my need. Would you stand with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just love you. I just want to honor you today because you're worthy. And mighty God, we're all met with temptation. Man of God, some of it's financial temptation, some of it's uh, lustful temptation, some of it is uh, passion temptation, all, all kinds of things that come at us, but Lamb of God, let us understand what's happening, that when we're tempted, it's not about our self-control, it's not just about what's in front of us, it's about our future, our family, and our faith, our confidence in God, Lamb of God, we love you. And we honor you. And in front of temptation, we take a pause. Okay? And we slow down. And we remember you've always been faithful. You've always been true. Your grace has always been sufficient. You've always met our needs. And we remember. Almighty oh, King. Almighty oh, King. Thank you.
prayed for people to address him with temptation last week, and there were several people that said, yeah, I'm battling that. And with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I wanted to give people an opportunity for us to pray with them. I'll do it just like we did last week. If you're caught with temptation, the enemy's been in your face, I'm going to pray for you today. And all of us have been there. And if you're battling with temptation this morning, I want to count to three in just a second. I don't know why three is important, but it gives you time to think on it. If you can, we're going to count to three. And just slip your hands to the right back down. I want to know who I'm praying for today. And if there's something stirring your heart, saying, that's you. Holy Spirit tapping on the shoulder and saying, yeah, that's you, that's you. And you just need help with it. One, when we get to the number three, there'll be no hesitation. Just raise your hand, put it right back down. Nobody has to know they've got it. There's not one. Two, and I'm going to say the last number. Okay? And I just believe by raising your hand today that God is going to empower you with ability and help your mind to be sharp in the middle of temptation. And you're going to be stronger than you've ever been before. Are you ready? Three. Up and right back down. 